You're listening to Skyhawk After Dark Radio. Welcome to the Hanky Panky Podcast with your host, Coralyn Jewell, a number one international best-selling author, director, porn star, swing club owner, and lifestyle coach. We'll delve into all topics related to the adult industry. Everything from porn, panty selling, custom orders, webcamming, swinging, BDSM community, polyamorous lifestyle, and more. Intrigued? Curious? Coraline is an open book and will share her experiences and knowledge in the world of sex. Let's welcome your host, Coraline Jewell. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Hanky Panky Podcast. I'm your host, Coraline Jewell. Thanks for joining us. It is a Saturday. It is noon and I definitely have my eyes more awake than if I do an interview around like 10 a.m. I'm still in my pajamas sometimes. Um, my guest today is fucking awesome. She's a friend of mine and I'm super excited to have her on the show. But before I introduce her, I just want to always do our shout outs to Skyhawk After Dark Radio. They have us on their network. We are also on Full Swap Radio every Friday. I think it's like noon and three, but you can go to their website. And we're also on K97 FM Radio and of course, Apple iTunes, YouTube, Spotify, uh, iHeartRadio. So you guys can always go and listen to us on any of your favorite uh, podcast stations that you listen to or go to YouTube and you can watch the video because this one you probably want to watch. And then let's see what else. Um, oh yeah, sponsors. If you guys go to my website, CoralineJewel.com or the Hanky Panky Podcast, if you look on the top, you're going to get access to a free trial on different Swinger websites. Or if you are a member of Facebook and you are involved in the Swinger Lifestyle community, it's Pineapple 101 Lifestyle. And if you go there, they're going to ask you like, how did you hear about us? Make sure that you put Coraline or Hanky Panky, otherwise they will not let you into the group. We also have uh, discounts for you guys on toys schizo kitty um swim i think it's called like swim sheer or sheer swim and she if you enter the code hanky she gives you a discount love hammer they give you a discount on the toy it's ten dollars off plus three shipping so a bunch of different things that you guys can take advantage of and uh that's it let's get started to the fun stuff hello mamacita this is ray 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 welcome to the show how are you my gorgeous I'm good. How are you? I am good. So we are hoping this is recording now. So you guys, Ray Ray and I started this. You know, it's always like a take two. Now, you know what happened to me the other day, Ray Ray? I was on somebody's show, about an hour, chatting, having a blast. And then they go, Corlin, you're going to hate me. And I go, why? And they go, oh, no, you're really going to hate me. And I go, why? And they go, because I didn't press record. And I go, yeah. Yeah. So we had to redo again so i can see the words recording in the corner so hopefully hopefully um all right ray Ray, let's uh, introduce you to my guests and my listeners and uh let me start with how i met you how about that rewind a little bit um okay i believe um i met you first at exotica through tadpole right correct yeah Okay. I think that was in Chicago, right? In Chicago, yeah. So yeah. it was my first Exotica. I'm a, you know, I'm a West Coast girl, so I've done the AVNs and stuff out here, but that was my first um, Exotica, and that's how I met you. And, you know, I was telling you earlier, and my listeners, you know, they already know, but the whole point of, like, why I do this podcast is because just because we are adult performers or just because we have an alternative lifestyle and we are involved as polyamory or swingers or whatever it may be, you know, whatever somebody's situation is, doesn't mean you come from drug addiction, doesn't mean you come from an abused home or you were raped as a child or whatever it is, you know? Um, and of course, there's circumstances like that and everything, but we are trying to break the judgment and the misconceptions on the adult industry. So I will say you are currently pretty much known as like the freaking like rock star gangbang queen of the porn industry. That's correct, right? 
That's correct. Is there at least any... I'm trying. What? So, at least I'm trying to be. You're trying. Is there anybody else out there that's done like that 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 specializes in what you do? Let's start with that because I don't even know. Um, there's a few other people, um, but a lot of them don't do the recreational gangbangs as much as I do, or they do one or the other. They don't really do the performing of gangbangs and then also the recreational. So, so explain I'm the difference. Let's, let's talk about the difference first before we go back to your like background and stuff. The difference between a recreational versus performing. So the big difference is uh, the performing one is filmed and there's model releases and the title 18 is required. And then that one has a lot more of focusing on positioning, lighting, making sure all the angles are good. The recreational is all gonzo. So it's just what happens happens normally. There's no recording. Sometimes okay. there's of what's happening, but it's really just a fun event where um, my passion's always been gangbangs, so really? I get to just have fun and enjoy myself instead of when I'm recording something, I have to think about what does my face look like? What is this angle good? Um, so that's just a lot more fun versus the uh, filming ones. Okay, now something I don't know. Do you do anal? I do, yeah. I do, do? Uh, okay. double penetration, airtight. I do all of that. So. Okay, all right. Have you done double badge? No, I actually have no desire to do double badge for some reason. I would either. much rather do double anal, which I've done once. You've done double then, anal. Holy yeah, shit. How um, tall are you? How tall are you, baby? Uh, five, five. Yeah. You, oh, my gosh. You're taller than me. Okay. See, I'm five feet, but you're you're still like a tiny thing. So, wow. Um. Okay. So, we're going to go back. We're going to start right at the beginning, but I do want to tell a funny story before I forget. Okay. So, my listeners will laugh at this. So, I am standing. We are at the X3 show about three weeks ago, give or take. And uh, Ray Ray and I have a little table. I can't even say a booth. We have a little table next to each other. And um, I hear a, another like talent say to Ray Ray, Oh my God, you're like so cute. Your booth is so cute. And I hear out of my corner, Ray Ray goes, Yeah, doesn't really represent the kind of, um, films that I make and I just kind of giggled <laughs> because yeah. you were wearing she was wearing a tutu um slippers and a cute little bra and you look at her and you just think she's this sweet little innocent thing that probably does you know adult films where you play the little daughter and daddy's walked in through the door or something yeah that is, that is not you huh <laughs> no not at all I mean oh my god I play that but uh yeah I like the multiple guys I like to come flying everywhere and uh god. yeah that's what I usually tell people like I ask them when they come up what kind of porn do you think I make and majority of the time they never pick correctly. No ways, no way. They never would guess. And that's the whole thing about, you know, judging somebody by because on the other day you posted on uh, I think it was Twitter, somebody had written something derogatory. And I love mm -hmm. it. You actually screenshotted it and put them out there, which I've done as well. Um yeah. and that's the thing is that, you know, for you know, most of my listeners aren't those kind of people. Okay. But um, you know, I just because we work in the industry doesn't mean you can send us a picture of your dick and you masturbate. In fact, we really don't care. Yeah, I don't care. I don't care. I'm, I'm like, <sighs> I'm glad that you're masturbating, but I don't need to know. Yeah, that's the whole thing. You know, it's like, that's the thing that drives me crazy. They're like, you know, they send that and I'm like, oh, I'm so happy that God gave you a penis. Congratulations. Congratulations. You know, um, I actually tried to get somebody to take a picture of the inside of my vagina, like my cervix. And I was like, could you try to get in there? Because every time I get a penis, I'm going to send that, you know, but it's too, it doesn't work. It's like too dark. You have to get a speculum and then light it up and I don't know. Ooh, ooh, I do have a picture like that. Oh, I'm gonna work on that. 
Yeah. There you go. There you go. Okay. So <laughs> now let's rewind. Now they kind of know, you know, you know what you do for work and who you are, but let's go back a little bit. You are born and raised on, um, you live in Ohio. Are you still, right? Are you from Ohio originally? No. So I was born in Idaho and then okay. mostly grew up in Colorado. Um, but oh. I've lived in Ohio for about two years now. And then so. do you have any siblings or are you by yourself? I, I have two siblings. I have an older sister and a younger brother. So I'm the middle child. And are they involved in anything adult entertainment related? Not that I know of. And do they know no. what you do? They do not. Um, oh. I'm just, I keep thinking of how that conversation is going to go in my head. Um, eventually, this is the way I feel about it. Um, if they find out who I am and what I do, then I've made it because I'm big enough that basically anyone knows who I am. So. Okay. Okay. And so what do your parents think you do right now? Um, they just think that I uh, go to school. So, okay. So they yeah. have no, they have no idea. So now let's rewind. We've got, you know, you and brother and sister growing up in, um, you know, Idaho, Colorado, uh, you graduated from high school in high school, you were involved in, you said basketball track, like the sports, right? Yeah, I was mostly a runner. So I did cross country track and then basketball was my filler sport that I just stayed active during the winter. So, and did you meet your current husband in high school? Am I right? When I say high school sweethearts? No. Oh, no, um, wrong. Okay. So um, I, I did have a boyfriend through high school, but that flamed out when I was about 20. Um, yeah, we actually met in the military. Um, we were both uh, in the same unit for a while. So. so let's go to that. So out of high school, you joined the military directly? I did. Yeah, at 18, I went to basic. So. Wow. And six years, you guys, medic, right? You were six years for a medic in the military. So tell, I was, us a, yeah. tell us a little bit about your experience as a female in the military. What, what, uh, what were you, uh, Navy? What were you doing? I was in the Army. Army, um, okay. So it really wasn't bad. I was part of a medical unit, which has a good uh, majority of uh, men to women. So like the, the amount of men and women is a lot more equal in a medical unit than like, let's say an infantry unit. Um, okay. So I didn't really um, have the harassment or like, I would have at like a infantry unit where it's mostly men. Um, I almost promoted into an infantry unit and would have had to take over like leading guys. Oh, as wow. An female. And I don't know how well that would have gone over. Um, normally you would have just said that you'll double air by airtight them on the opposite direction. <laughs> yeah, no, normally um, like, so when I first got to my, you know, I've always been very promiscuous. I've been always been very sexually open. So I'd say when I first got to my unit, I was very open with a lot of people. I was a private. I, I didn't have any rank. So I kind of just worked my way around the unit, having fun with guys. Oh my God. Okay. So you were saying you didn't have a boyfriend at that time or. No. And then I um, promoted up. And as I promoted up, I started to not have sex with guys at my unit and started doing it elsewhere just to be <laughs> more professional at that point oh um, my god you are right so yeah she's like okay it's, it's time i can't have sex with everybody here now anyway <laughs> yeah um so. okay so you did six years there and you met your current husband in the military then i did yeah he's still in no we uh we both got out about two and a half three years ago Okay. And uh, how long have you guys have been together all this time and married? How long? We have been together. It'll be seven years in March, um, married about six months. So. Uh, I knew you <laughs> before you got married, after you got married. No, before. I couldn't tell you wedding. I'm a wedding planner. Damn it. Okay, oh we'll my gosh. Yeah. yeah I wish you have. Oh my gosh. I will never like plan a wedding ever again. Oh, it's awful. Isn't it? It's awful. <laughs> 
I did the whole thing myself. I get it. <laughs> oh yeah, no, it's awful. In fact, um, so I've been doing weddings for a long time, like to 2000. 12 since as long as mm-hmm. I've been doing my swingers events and I actually had the phone ring the other day and I said you know hello and this bride says hi I'm looking for a wedding planner and I said oh honey I'm so sorry I said I just I I, I really don't do it anymore it really depends yeah. on what you want but I said it's because of these awful awful brides I just can't do it anymore so yeah. oh my god it's Some more stressful Oh God, it's more stressful than running a swingers event. That's for sure. So um, we were talking about once you guys got out of the, you met your husband in the military you guys get out of the military and then what were your plans from there? Um, so basically the reason we both got out was, uh, he got the opportunity to go to New Zealand to do his uh, doctorate over there. And, uh, so we, we lived in New Zealand for a year. We went over there together and uh, experienced that, which was amazing. Um, how did you, um, how did you like that? You like New Zealand? Yeah, it was wonderful. I Uh, lived in, um, I lived in Sweden with my husband, same thing when I was married for four years. It's nice to live across like another country. Yeah, it was really cool. It was nice to actually be like, this is our home. And we had to figure out where we're going to get groceries and where we're going to get appliances and how do I I get to and from my house, which is my actual address. So it was really fun to be able to navigate that together. Um, And it was like the ultimate test before we even got married, being able to, you know, go over there and, you know, be successful as a couple abroad, not knowing anyone. Yeah. um, so. That's cool. Yeah. Same, like, same thing. It's just very different. Like uh, uh, one of the things that I remember is, you know, we're used to buying milk. Okay. And milk will last mm-hmm. us like five days, but not in Sweden. No, in Sweden, it's, you know, every, every two days, you better go back to the grocery store mm-hmm. in the snow. <laughs> I remember, <laughs> I remember my husband would go to work and he'd come home and he's like, really, you're still in your pajamas. And I go, and where would you like me to go today? Exactly. Like, you want me to hunt down in the snow and my boots? Like, where do you want me to go? You know, no fucking ways. I'm not moving. Um, yeah. What made you guys leave New Zealand? So you're living in New Zealand. He's working on his, he goes, he's working on his doctorate, right? Mm-hmm. And you, if I understand correctly, are one year away from becoming a physician's assistant, possibly working in cardiology, right? So I am one way, one year away from getting my bachelor's degree in biology, and then I will go to PA school. So yeah. So Um, what did you do in New Zealand while he was doing that? What were you doing? I was mostly just there to support him, be there with him and experience the country. So um, it was kind of like I was like a stay at home wife for a little while. Um, I mostly stayed stayed at home and took care of the place. And were you bored? no, no, I explored and got to do a lot of cool stuff. So, um, no, it was great. How cool. Okay. So then what brought you guys back from New Zealand? Like what, when did, was it his job or did you guys decide you've had enough or what, do you, what was it? Um, so he got a different opportunity to do his, uh, doctorate in Ohio. So okay. that's, we moved to Ohio and have been there since. Okay, so now let's go and let's figure out how the hell little Miss Ray Ray from Idaho and our Colorado, right? Ends up medic, military, moving to New Zealand, coming back for the husband who's doing his job. And how do you get to gangbangs and in the adult industry? How does this happen? So um, I started doing gangbangs when I was about 23. I'm about 28 now. I've done about 55 or so of them. So um, they kind of just picked me. I uh, had an opportunity to watch one, the first one that I did, and... uh, basically she asked me if I wanted to join at the beginning and no hesitation no nothing I just got on the other bed and 
it, it was just natural. I just took all the guys and it was wonderful. And I, I loved it. And oh my I was God, like, this, this is, is what I've been missing. Like, this is it. This is my kink. And ever since then, I've just been adding numbers and trying to get more and more guys. I consider myself, some women are like size queens. I, I call myself a numbers queen because okay. I have like these goals of the amount of guys I want to do in one gangbang. So um, I said this to you, remember I said to you, I, I said, I saw the number 38 written on your chest and I said, so 38 and you go, nope, tire now. So where are we at now? Um, the biggest uh, gangbang I've done is 41 guys. Wow. Okay. And what do you think the biggest one out there is? Have you researched? What's um, a world record to break? <laughs> there is a good amount of, but they're all over the place. So it's hard to know which one is accurate or not. But right. the largest I've seen was like 700 plus. Jesus. Yep. So, yeah, I'm not yes. looking to break any of those records. Yeah. I would be happy with um, hitting 50 and then my max would be 100 guys. I think okay. I'd be happy with 100 and then um, I'll be like, oh, I did 100 guys. That's enough for me. You are so. so fucking adorable. It's ridiculous. <laughs> okay. So let's talk about this. You must have an amazing, amazing husband, which I didn't get it. You said he was there at the um, event last whatever Washington, but I didn't get a chance to meet him. Um, how did this come about? I mean, did you just say, hey, honey, by the way, uh, I want to do this. And he goes, okay. I mean, where'd we go with that? So um, we've been together almost seven years. We've had an open-ish relationship since eight months in. Um, okay. We did our first threesome, uh, uh, two guys and him and myself. Mm -hmm. um, and it was wonderful. We loved it. Um, and then we just started adding people and, you know, doing more and more things. So he is 100% supportive of this. And um, it seems like, so sometimes, so he'll come to you with you sometimes. Does he come with you to all the, um, all your shoots or all your expos? I don't think he was at um, X3, was he? No. So since he's doing his doctorate, whenever he's in school and has all of those commitments, I try not to take away that time from him. So the only time he'll normally come is if I'm filming. So okay. he films all my content for me. So when I have shoots set up that I'm doing specifically myself, he has to come for those. So. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. So he wasn't at the shoot. I don't even know if you were in that one where uh, Lily Craven was filming uh, Tadpole. Uh, was that? That was Miami, right? Were you at that one? I know it was um, Annie or was it Anna Quinn was in there. I think Amy Quinn was Amy, there. yes. Okay. Um, you were not in that I one. Yeah, I, I wasn't in that film. I only shot one scene that weekend and it was uh, like a three girl um, scene. So, okay. Okay. Um, so your husband's amazing. I mean, he just supports and off you go and you do your thing and he does his thing. And, um, are you in school right now or is it too much to do the school and working in the industry? It is too much to do the industry and school. Like it is actually right now, school is like right on my mind. Like I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to be able to do both things just because as you know, you have all your assistants and I'm actively actually interviewing an assistant now because I just have so much that That's I just, lot. I don't have time to do it all. It's, no, I, I understand completely. It's, um, I was up the other night, you know, and I know this sounds bad, but I was, what was I doing? Oh, I think I, I was telling you, I, Something as simple as, you know, going on my website and trying to put together an online coaching program. Some people don't want to be coached like this. They want to, on their own time, turn on, press play, watch what they need to learn, and then they're done, right? So I built the whole thing. Just something as simple as trying to get it to show up on the page is where I would need an assistant to be like, please, God, can you do this? I must have, I wasted like six hours, six hours yeah. on something so okay. simple, which I finally figured out, but I was pissed. So yeah, it's hard. Mm -hmm. um, for your schooling, 
you said we've got a year away. Can you do any online classes where you could, you know, where it's like on your own, you know, at your own time? Uh, I could potentially, but the hardest part is biology is a very like lab-based yeah, major. So you normally have to be like in the classroom. So it's definitely on my mind. Like I've been putting a lot of energy into building myself up as this performer, just because I enjoy what I do. Mm -hmm. And um, I want to keep doing it for several years, but That's I ask you. Um, want school you know I want to get my degree and continue on with that as well so so let's talk about that um from what I read you got into the industry 2019 it's 2022 yeah. right now we just got into 22 and you have been beyond amazingly successful you're doing you've got over 50,000 followers on Twitter you're doing well you uh, don't have an agent right you represent yourself I do not no I'm independent so. okay so represent yourself and then you've got uh we've got the same PR we both have Erica right Oh, Erica, I love you. Did you you know, remember when Erica was talking to you and me that day and I was talking to her mm -hmm. about my CBD personal lubricant and she goes, I have somebody downstairs for you. And I go, 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 go. And she runs away and then she never came back. And then I texted her like hours later and I said, I'm going to leave. Uh, I don't know where you are to say goodbye. And she goes, I was gone. gone. Like Erica. <laughs> yeah. Disappeared. Disappeared. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, did, she's she say, awesome. did she say goodbye to you or did she also just disappear? Do you remember? I think she came back up. Yeah, I think she came back up and said goodbye. Erica, maybe I was gone. I don't know. <laughs> um, so, okay, so, so you've been successful in this. And then my next question was going to be, you still want to continue in the adult industry for a couple more years, but also focus on your schooling. Uh, what do you see for yourself in your future? Uh, do you want to, you said PA, uh, physician's assistant, right? And then what do you think? So I don't know what I want to specialize in directly. Um, I did several years of schooling as a dietitian. I was originally going to go into that and I'm very nutrition first and lifestyle first. And I feel like as a provider, I'll probably be that type more like yeah. how much water are you drinking? What's your nutrition like? What's your stress like? Instead of reaching for medication first. So I, um, I don't know if there is like a DO route for like a PA but that might be something I specialize in. Um, I was just talking to my chiropractor and he said he just got his doctorate in um, um, holistic. That's what I'm looking for. Holistic health. So that's something, right? Because that's going more the more the non-medication route and stuff like that. Yeah. Interesting. So, okay, yeah. so here's a question I'm sure that my listeners are like wondering, you know, and I wonder it too, is when you're doing a recreational, and you can help us with the, this will be like two separate questions, but you're doing a recreational gangbang, and then you're also doing, you know, the ones where they're being filmed, okay? Mm -hmm. And I did, I did read this. Every single guy has to be tested, right? And you're tested. So let's talk about how often is everybody tested, um, and who checks the paperwork, and have you, you know, at some point gotten some kind of STD? Because I know we've, we've you know, I, I have, you know, that was actually before the industry. You know, I've been clean since the industry because we're tested so often, which is interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The little vanillas out there judging us. You guys, I asked men like, when was the last time you were tested? Why well, don't I don't need to be tested? Really? How many bitches what? you fucked this month? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, yeah, everyone should be tested every like three months regardless. So, mm -hmm. so let's normally, talk about that. Um, who checks the paperwork or do you take a look at it? So normally um, I want guys when they come to my recreational events to be tested within three months. And then also normally like COVID testing and then vaccinations are required as well. Okay. Um, it's harder with those things to require that with the numbers you want to get. But if you want to be as safe as possible, those things definitely need to be in place. 
Um, so that comes down to the organizer. So the organizer, I, there are organizer like networks all over the country that do gangbangs for women. So okay. I connect with uh, established networks and then they basically, they get the guys, they screen them, they check them. And then I show up and uh, we have fun. Has Does your husband get nervous? I mean, do you get nervous too? Or your husband, like, you know, uh, you know, uh, am I positive I'm safe here? Because we, we all know that just because you know, and you say three months. So let's say I get tested today, today's mm -hmm. Friday, no Saturday. Yeah. I get tested today my re or I get tested two days ago. My results are good today because I'm shooting tomorrow. Mm -hmm. But what if I decide to be a little slut tonight and sleep with people at the bar? Mm -hmm. this is the party. I don't um, know what I might pass on to this person if I don't use protection. So we all, we never know, right? Yeah, I mean, I, with recreational ones, I always use condoms. That's non-negotiable. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. So, okay. Yeah, so it's not like I'm doing... 40 guys that I don't know, I don't know what they're doing. Um, it's always with condoms. Okay, There's you guys, that's important to know. I did not know that. I thought we were yes. going to no condoms. Okay, so recreation, always condoms. Now the ones that we're filming uh, is no it's, condoms. Is the TTS standard whenever I shoot those. Got so. it, you guys. TTS standard, that's talent testing, and that's every two weeks. Okay. Correct. Woo! Yeah. I got yeah, so, I, I just stepped into mommy role. I was like, I'm on my yeah. way right now. I'm gonna come. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I would love to be able to do a large gangbang without, you know, condoms, but it's just not reality. Guys yeah. just won't get tested. Like like you were saying, like I feel like it's pulling teeth just to get guys to even show results. And I don't get it. I'm like, for me, it's like a point of pride. I'm like, I don't have anything. I'm so glad I don't have anything. Um I feel like other people should feel like that too. Like just go yeah, get tested. Yeah, I mean that's that's a that's a good message to pass on. So you know when um when I so I, I run a swingers club. I've got twenty thousand members in my community. Okay, and um you know and and they this the swinger lifestyle community they are a little bit more uh uh what's what I'm looking for. You know they they will they will post on their profiles. You know we get tested every three months. We can show you clean tests. Now some people will post that they prefer uh to go bareback, no condoms, and I don't I don't you know I, I don't uh, condone that okay but you know that's their choice but um I, I can't tell you that you know because i'm single so i can meet a man in a bar and like you know the next day we'll go on a date whatever and then we'll come back to my house and he'll go to have sex with me and i'll say you know get a condom and he's like oh i don't need one i'm clean and i'm like really are you when was the last time you were tested oh but i've only <laughs> been with like four girls this year and when was the last time you were tested and how many girls were those people with and yeah you know, you, know, you should don't 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 believe what somebody says to you oh i'm clean you know what i mean no no, I, also, I wouldn't, I still wouldn't like, I don't know. I would have to see multiple tests. I feel like if you're in the industry and you get tested a lot, that's a little different story. And you know, the standard of every, like within 14 days, but I it, just, some person off the street, heck no, like we're. Yeah. And the thing is too, is that even in the industry, you know, um, I've had offers come to me like, you know, Hey, Coraline, we want to shoot you for this. And I say, okay, well, when is it? Oh, it's tomorrow. Oh, I'm not tested. So I need to go get tested. And then it ended about two days, right. To get my results back. Oh, don't worry about it. We're, we're, we're good. Well, okay. No, you know, no. because uh, that's the thing is like, um, because the testing is so expensive, which it is, I'm another big advocate for trying to get that more affordable for us or something that we can do. But, um, uh, a lot of people are trying to kind of go the background and like, okay, well, we, you don't need to be tested this time or I'm okay or whatever. And so um, I think it's really, really important. Yeah, it's scary. It's scary. And so we really need to focus yeah. on focus but, on that and focus on the fact that uh, if it was more affordable, I think for, because yeah. like, I know that I can go get tested for free at a clinic down in you know, San Diego area. Okay. Yeah. But that takes a week to get my results back. And in that week, 
if I, I'm not saying me, but you know, okay, in that week, whoever goes to do those sets, are they a slut in the week? You know what I mean? We don't know, right? Yeah. So, so very interesting. Well, that's also the scariest thing with like incubation periods with just uh, other performers or just going unprotected in general. It's like you could have been, had a negative test result right. here but then you meet someone and they have a positive one but you're still within your 14 days so no one knows and then potentially you could pass that to another performer and that goes on and on and on so it is it's very scary and so that's another thing that I always look at and if I, I know I have a lot of um I know I have a lot of uh new performers that listen to the show but um you know is always research who you're shooting with always you know so if somebody comes to me and they want to shoot with me and they're brand new I'm not saying that I won't shoot with you if you're brand new I'm shooting with somebody tomorrow that's brand new but um research them have a face like have a facetime conversation with them look you know look who they are what's their history why are they doing this um because there's a lot of people in the industry that i after that i look at and i go oh i'm not gonna shoot with them you know because you just you gotta you yeah. know like like my really good friend jay crew you know this is how i kind of look at it jay goes home to a wife and a family and so he's not going to you know put her at risk that's his wife you know some so many years so yeah look at, look at who you're shooting with and do your do your backgrounds um how so let's see do you so you don't have a manager you find your own work do you so when you say like these people that organize gangbangs throughout the country okay they're what you call them organizers how does how do you go about finding them how do they find you i mean i know how they find you now but <laughs> in the beginning um so at the beginning it was kind of word of mouth like i had done my first one with that couple and she knew it's when we lived in colorado and she knew two of the main organizers in okay. colorado and then I connected with both of them. And that's when I was able to do multiple 20 man events there in Colorado. Okay. And um, um, so let's say, let me think of an example. I don't know. Let's say Team Skeet comes to you, Score comes to you, uh, mm -hmm. you know, and they want to shoot you in, you know, a, a daddy daughter role play thingy or something like that. You know, just a, <laughs> listen to me, just a regular porn. Okay. <laughs> Will yeah. you do those? You'll still do those, yeah, right? I would okay. love to do those. Um, yeah, I would probably just have to practice a little bit. I can be kind of awkward and kind oh, of like so weird when I'm doing like uh, role playing. So I feel like I have to like rehearse it over and over again. Some women Did can just- Did you guys hear it. that? Did you hear that? So if I ask her to just do a role play with one man, she's got to practice, but ask her to go and have sex with 50 men and she's like, no problem. <laughs> yeah, cause there's no pressure in it. You just have a good time. You just have fun with them all. And oh it's God. very different than like, I have a, a pretty high standard when it comes to actual shooting like even when i'm doing gangbang shooting content like i research what we're going to do i research the positions i make sure that all the angles look good like there's just a lot more that goes into that and it has to look pretty good yeah. um versus the recreational stuff's just fun so i don't have to cover my bruises yeah. i don't have to do my hair a certain way or wear tons of makeup or anything like it's just a lot more fun and free than yeah i was talking to somebody about that um I, I don't remember who i was talking to yesterday but it was about you know i don't watch my own porn i don't i just you know I, for me i get bored but i do uh, when it's an when it's my own content, not something I'm shooting for somebody else. I will fast forward. I want to look at you know I will the angles, the lighting, um, mm -hmm. and I'll tell you that it's funny. Sometimes somebody will send me a picture in the mail, like Corlin. Can I send you this picture? Will you sign it? And when it arrives, I go, "Where did you find that? Like awful, you know." But, yeah. <laughs> you now, if you're shooting for someone else and they're paying you and you don't get the content, well, we don't know what that picture looks like or what that video looks like when it comes mm -hmm. out on the market. I I, I shot with uh not too long ago with Team Skeet. And um, I love the video, it's Perv Nana, okay? Uh, but mm -hmm. when I listened, like I watched it, when I listened to it, Eric and I were laughing our asses off because my dialogue 
it's all, uh, you know, ad-libbed. And I'm like, oh, baby, Nana's got meatloaf on the stove for you. What the fuck? I mean, I was like, I'm going to hell. I'm going to hell, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, so you watch it and you're going, oh my God. But you know, they paid you and that's your content and it's yeah. out there. What can you do? Yeah, I, I used to edit my own stuff. And so I would go through and I'd be like, oh, this part's garbage. This part's terrible. This part, <laughs> Or like there'd be parts where when I was first starting to film that like, some of the guys that I worked with weren't like overly established male talents. Like they got the necessary testing and everything, but they didn't know the exact like angles and how right. to like, like doing double penetration in some of those positions are extremely hard. And like, you have to have certain dicks and have certain bodies yep. to be able to hold those positions yep. to make the windows. And Have you ever done this? I've done where I've shot with somebody that's new and will be like in doggy position and his hand is blocking and I take his hand and pull it back and he pulls it yeah. back and I pull the hand back and I find yeah. him to turn my head back and I'm like, move your fucking hand. Yeah, yeah I've, I've done that. I've had to like reposition guys. Sometimes guys will like grab my head across and like cross the angle of the camera and like there's just like this big list of stuff that we've written down now that we just tell people like don't that's do that. That's a good that. idea. That's a good idea. Before yeah, we start so filming, <laughs> we just remind people of like these little things that potentially they, they could forget. do or not do. Yes, um, gentlemen that are listening, you guys all like I get messages all the time. I want to do porn Corlin. I want to do porn Corlin. And I'm like, first of all, I'm not an agent. So don't contact me. I can't help you. Okay. <laughs> Secondly, all men want to do porn. Thirdly, if we brought you to a porn set, you'd be like, Oh my God, this is crazy because a lot of times yeah. we stop you. We turn yep. you, we take a break, we eat pizza. I mean, you know, I think it wouldn't be fun to be a male performer. To be honest, the amount of pressure that's on you, you have to stay hard for multiple hours in uncomfortable positions. And then you can only come when they tell you and where. Exactly. Like you have all these pressures on you to do all of that correctly. I don't. Yeah. No, no thank I you. always say, I think it's hard. I think I always say two things. I think it's harder to be a male performer than a female. We can fake it. Okay. Yeah. And secondly, I don't think it's fair. I'm another advocate for that. I don't think it's fair that men get paid less than us. Okay. I don't either. In the same job. However, I do think the only time that that is fair is when it's a POV all the time that they've never shown their faces on the internet ever, because then Correct. Got, you know, two separate yeah. lives. Um, but otherwise I don't think it's fair. If it's your face and the man's face and the woman's face and he's yeah. doing the blowjob, it's the same amount. So I, I think so too. I mean, I, I, to be honest, I think the man has it even harder mm -hmm. majority of the time. So mm -hmm. yeah. it's true. It's true. Okay. So I know, oh my God, you're so calm. So glad we had this. Okay. So let's close up with just a couple of things. Uh, the future, uh, do you, do you at some point see yourself okay, I'm done completely. I'm out of the industry. I'm now I'm going to go on to be, you know, a physician's assistant or whatever it is. Or do you think that you might still dabble in it when you're 45, 50? What do you think? So, um, sex will always be a big part of my life. I don't know if I'll be in the industry openly. Once I get my license, medical license, I might, you know, stop doing it so openly just so I don't lose my license potentially. Um, but yeah, uh, Gangbangs will always be there. I will always okay. be doing recreational gangbangs until I no longer can. Like, I'll be like that 50 year old woman who's like, yeah, let's go. If I can keep my body and just keep, you know. I like that. I like that. I like that. Um, You know, a lot of times people say, you know, people are just in this industry, you know, to make the money or, you know, and, and that's all they care about. And you truly have admitted from the beginning, I love sex. I was very promiscuous. I like it. My husband supports me. I will not stop doing this, you know, and, and that just shows, you know, you truly yeah. do it because you like it. Um, 
Now, we did talk about this briefly. Let's get you prepared for this at some point, because I do tell my listeners this, family's going to find out. Someone's going to find out. I got caught. You know, um, it wasn't that I wasn't that I was hiding it, but I wasn't openly saying it. And, you know, and I found out and what I did is I made the biggest mistake of my life. I dropped everything. OK, so I took away my Twitter. I took I stopped the industry and that destroyed me because I had I was actually being successful. And then I pulled. And so now I had to start all over again. So are you prepared for the phone call from your sister? Something that says, holy shit, I freaking saw your Twitter and mom and dad know and they saw this. And what are you going to do now? Like. I, I keep replaying it over in my head and uh, um, they're definitely not going to be supportive and they're not going to be happy about it. But at the end of the day, this is me showing the world. This is me. Like, I love doing this. This is this is a part of me. And if they can't embrace that part, then I mean, it's going to be a hard conversation. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, and, and, and it's still, you know, I'm, I'm 45, sweetie, and it's still a hard conversation for me. I mean, of course, no father says, I want my daughter to grow up and be a porn star and run a swingers club and be a divorced mother of two. Cause that's me. Okay. Well, of course not. Of course that's not what you want. Okay. But you know, when, when you take something that like, like, like for me, my situation is different, you know, but you take my, my history, my college degree, my, this, my, that you put it all together and it brings me to where I am, you know, podcasting and writing a book and a second book and a documentary and coaching and yada, yada, yada. And for you, you know, if your parents find out, it's like, you know what? Yes, of course, dad. I didn't think that you, you know, wanted me to be a gangbang queen. Okay. Whatever it is. But I'm also, I've all, I'm also married. I've also been with my husband for seven years. Um, I've, you know, getting my schooling, he's getting his schooling and you either love me unconditionally as your daughter and the person I am. And if this is my sexual, if this is my sexual fantasy or my kink and you don't want to be involved in it or, or approve of it, then that's fine. Don't, yeah. but you're still the daughter, you know? So yeah. that's a big message that I try to get my listeners to understand is that, um, you know, they might find out that their aunt or their sister or their daughter or their brother, whoever it is, is doing something that they're not in approval of for them, you know, or I get this too. What happens if I, so if I go to your swingers event and I walk in and my sister's there? <gasps> well, guess what? Your sister's there. Yay. Once they were done, walk over. Hey, sister, guess we're both swingers. Yeah. You know, so what? So, now we're both like, cool. Yeah. yeah. So stop the judgment, but be prepared because, um, you know, with the internet now and stuff, once you shoot one video, I mean, I always tell people this, you do one video, one picture, one this, one that, and sooner or later, somebody finds out, you know? Yeah. I had to tell my kids. I had to tell my kids because they're, they're boys and I know when they watch porn. And so I had to say, you know, and sometimes I, if I catch them watching porn, I go, what are you watching? And they go, don't worry, not you. And I go, Perfect. thank you. And I walk out. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. Cause that would be super awkward. Like what if their friends were like, oh, so I saw your mom, like, oh, so I've, like I've, um, I've prepped them for that. I prepped them for that. I said, you know, at some point, you know, your friends might come to you and be like, uh, I think I saw your mom on the internet. And just, I said, all you got to do is be like, yep, that's my mom. She's hot is yours. And I said, walk away before they can say anything. Walk away fast. <laughs> yeah. So but yeah, I mean, yeah. No, that's the thing is prepping for that. I actually, I told you I'm a wedding planner and I actually had one of my uh, grooms send me a message after the wedding being like, oh my God, you were my wedding planner. I can't fucking believe it. And I'm like, alrighty then. <laughs> wow, well, that is, must have been a is. fun bachelor party. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, can you imagine if we showed up? It's your wedding planner and this is Ray Ray. <gasps> oh my God, ready. sweetheart. What an absolute pleasure having you on the show and uh, giving up your Saturday morning or whatever to be with me and uh, for dealing with my stupid internet issues or computer issues. Oh yeah, anytime. All right. Uh, the last thing I always ask my guests is to any piece, I call it words of wisdom, something for my listeners, um, 
that you would, you know, advise anybody that's either in the industry, thinking about the industry, uh, is not in the industry, but is open to sexual kinks, what would you say to them? So one of my main messages of doing what I do is that us, I I can't say it real quick, uh-huh. um, is I'm advocate of women being as slutty as they want. So basically, I want to show other women that you can be as slutty as you want, and here's how to do it safely. And we should take back that word in an empowering way. So very, yeah. very interesting. I love that. Okay. I love that, girl such a fucking blast oh my god honey thank you so much for being on the show and when do i get to see you again what month are we in january february march april so april April is uh chicago right it is yep i will see you in chicago i'm sure i'll talk to you before then and this will be coming out rather shortly so i'll send you that and thank you again sweetie pie enjoy the rest of your weekend yeah you too thank you thank you uh you guys thank you for listening to the hanky panky podcast this was a fun one and next week i believe i have my interviews are kind of like out of order oh you know what ray ray you're releasing on monday yeah like i bumped you yeah so ray ray comes and then after ray ray's actually um a sex therapist grew up in a catholic family okay uh it'll be uh dr stephen mallory and he's from um prosperity counseling LLC. So we've got him next. And you guys, thanks for listening to the Hanky Panky podcast. If you like the episode, please subscribe, comment. And if you have any additional questions for Ray Ray, you can contact us through our variety of Hanky Panky podcast website, Coral and Jewel website, or Ray Ray can be found on your Twitter. Shout out your Twitter for them, baby girl. Ray underscore Ray underscore XXX. Easy enough. And it's R-A-Y. I was doing yes. R-E-Y. I don't know why I was doing that. R-A-Y underscore R-A-Y underscore X-X-X. That's her Twitter. Do not send dick pictures. We don't care to see your dick. <laughs> if she wants it for auditioning for the thingy, she'll ask you for it. Right? Correct. All yes. right. <laughs> Thank you, baby girl. And see Bye. you guys next time on the Hanky Panky Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Hanky Panky Podcast with your host, Coralyn Jewell. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. Be sure to check out our archive section on our website for previous podcasts. Check us out on YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter at Hanky Panky Podcast. Join us next time for another edition of the Hanky Panky Podcast. And remember, always be true to yourself.